Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. Okay, so the first film that we're going to be talking about today is Bumblebee, and that is the, it's a 2018 science fiction action film, and it's part of the Transformers franchise in a way. This is like his origin story? Yeah, this this is, um, it's a film basically about the character Bumblebee, who's yeah. a fan favorite, really. Yeah. And it's kind of a spin-off of the Transformers franchise. It's a prequel to the Transformers franchise. And from what I read, it's also kind of a reboot of it all. Is it really tied into... I mean, Transformers is Transformers, I mean, right? it's the same characters. So, yeah. Well, go ahead and give us a little breakdown of it. Okay, so for this film, Bumblebee, we're, we're set in the year 1987. So it is a prequel to everything Transformers that we've seen so far in their cinematic universe they have going on. And essentially, we're finding ourselves on the planet Cybertron, where the civil war between the Autobots and the Decepticons has kind of reared its head, and it looks like the Autobots are losing. Yeah, it's like the tail end of the war. Yeah, Yeah. so they they go to flee, and Bumblebee, known at the time as B-127, gets sent to Earth to try to see if that is a safe place for the Autobots to land and be protected Mm -hmm. and while he's there he comes across this this 18 year old girl named charlie who's looking for her first car yeah and And that's that's essentially the the beginning of the movie yeah so yeah so how did you feel about this one it was it was kind of odd at first i mean i I enjoyed it it was fun i not like it it was it had its moments it definitely had its moments i had i felt a little i don't know weirded at first about it right um i can't really explain why i felt that way but i felt a little weird that you know maybe because in the original um it was you know it was a boy right instead of a girl okay in, in, the, in, in the, the original in the, you mean in the cartoon in the, in the, in the cartoon in the story, okay. yeah so uh, but i had no problem with uh Haley steinfeld is that her yes, name Haley, yeah she was Haley great steinfeld she was plays great. um the the lead human character yeah. in this film. Uh, I overall I enjoyed it. Um it was it was fun. It was it definitely had its moments. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's definitely one of those films with a whole lot of eighties nostalgia. Yeah, and at first I was kinda of weirded out by that. Like there was just so much of it. But it's then, definitely an overload because I know you mentioned the soundtrack, the like yeah. the songs. It felt like every five minutes we were was, listening to a different eighties song. See, the thing about that is, is I was enjoying it, and I was like, okay, wait, this is too much now. Like you, guys <laughs> you need were to back enjoying off a it, but bit. you were weirded out at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I was like, you guys need to back off. But then it makes sense later on in the story. Yeah, because yeah. if you're familiar with Bumblebee and how Bumblebee communicates, it, it really makes sense mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that stuff coming yeah. through in the story. Yeah, so. That was, that, was, that was okay. Yeah, I know. I didn't have too much of an issue with the, the 80s nostalgia that was happening in there. It just it kind of felt along the same lines as a lot of films and stuff that are coming out right now that are on the 80s nostalgia kick. Yeah. So I didn't have too much of an issue with that. There definitely was a lot of popular songs, though. There definitely was, yeah. Definitely. It was a bopping soundtrack. 
It was, uh, <laughs> and I think it was, it was kind of cool to see like the stuff from the eighties kind of rear its head in this movie. Cause you know, I grew up in the eighties and you know, the whole time we're watching, I'm like, Oh, I had that. I had that. Oh, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of taking me away a little bit. Cause I was, I was having a lot of, uh, I know of, uh, you, you were, you were saying it every single time something would and, uh, come up and I was like, Shh, I don't care. It's, it's, yeah, it's just history, nostalgic thing for me, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. So we we mentioned Haley Steinfeld earlier, and yeah. you. So it was a little different for you to see a female character with it because the the original cartoon series had a boy, and yeah. I know the first time we attempted doing Transformers with the Michael Bay films, it was also a guy was who a guy, was yeah. running with the the Autobots and whatnot. Yeah. But I had no problem with it. I, it I just, love Haley Steinfeld. She's fantastic. She, she was great. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she definitely brings a whole lot of heart to this, I felt. Yeah. And her performance covers a lot of ground and kind of makes up for some of the the things that the story kind of glosses over because mm-hmm. she has some interesting layers to her character and the way that it's presented in the story was not perfect. I could have, it, wanted, okay. it could have been handled a little bit yeah. better, but her performance really sells it. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah. certain things come into play eventually in the film, mm-hmm. but it was, it was kind of predictable, I yeah. mean, but you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty simple story really. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it, fun. Yeah. It it definitely is. And since we're talking about fun, let's talk about John Cena. <laughs> John I, Cena, I, our, our comedic relief. I have of the a film. very interesting, uh, like, not really love and hate relationship with John Cena. Because <laughs> for the most part, I enjoy him in movies, but I really enjoy him in those comedic roles. Oh, yeah. I find he really excels with comedic roles. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I like him better as a comedic actor than as a, a dramatic actor. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of played a little bit of both in this one. Mm-hmm. And the comedic side really stood out. And yeah. that's what I liked about it. And his other side was just kind of like, okay, well, you know. Let's get back to the funny parts. That's that's you. I mean, <laughs> your, your character is that. So, But it was kind of nice to see the, the comedic side of his stuff, too. Yeah, I really liked his character's introduction toward the beginning of the film. Yeah. I thought that that was a really nice way. Because without that, I don't think his character would have been as likable throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. Because no, we got to see him in this really playful way to begin with. And then that made sense why some of yeah. his other more slightly comedic quips when he was... Because he's, he's yeah. kind of the almost human antagonist in this almost, film for Almost, a while. yeah. Well, if, I think it's because of his role in oh, yeah. a, in the film mm-hmm. as far as who he is. But, yeah, adding that comedic stuff right in the very beginning, you kind of like, oh, so he's kind of playful even though he's this top-tier person. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, and then it kind of plays along towards the end. He's kind of up and down like a roller coaster with his comedic and and very dramatic role just Mm -hmm. up and down so yeah like i'm i'm kind of i feel that i wanted to see a little bit more of him as a villain like i wish they would have pushed that a little bit further yeah it felt yeah he was kind of underutilized oh yeah definitely (laughs) because i think it would have been a lot more but i mean i mean in context of the story was happening really like yeah because at the (sighs) same time like villain wise we also have some some Decepticons that yes. start causing some trouble. And I think they, they really stole the show as yeah. the villains for this one. Some very good voice talent there. Ange- oh, yeah. Angela Bassett. I didn't even know that was her first. Oh, as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, I know this woman. <laughs> I know this woman, and she is not to be messed with. No, no. She was, uh, <laughs> even just the way she spoke, It she demanded authority. Oh, like, yes. 
you need to listen to me. And at the same time, she's, oh, she's devious. Like, yes. Oh, it was, it was right. so fun to listen to Angela Bassett voice one of the Decepticon characters yeah. in this film. So much fun. So much fun. And who is that other guy? The other... Uh, uh, the other the other one that rolled with her was... Yeah. Um, rolled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was played by Justin Thoreau. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. He was, he was good, too. He was yeah, very he, funny. He had his quips, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I almost said one of his lines, but no, it won't make any sense. Yeah, don't. it won't make any sense. <laughs> Let the viewers uh, get that on their own. <laughs> yes, so there's. I definitely think that the, the Decepticons that are in this film really they 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 are a huge, huge presence. Part. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and while we're talking about that, we the whole beginning of this film it, it drops a whole lot of references to transformers and you were pointing out a whole bunch of the ones that you were seeing oh yeah in the very beginning i mean you you got to see a lot of the iconic characters um in the in the original uh transformers cartoons yeah a lot of them i mean they were everywhere yeah because the film starts out on cybertron cybertron yeah so you're you're really getting to see which is something we haven't seen before i don't think we've seen cybertron in these live action films that have been happening no i don't think we have at least not not before well there might have been um maybe maybe after the the war that we're talking about because all those were so much afterward yeah but in this one we got to see cybertron when it was still like a a functioning place yeah so we got to see a lot of how the Autobots and Decepticons kind of mm-hmm. were on that planet, which was something new for me. I enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, and it was it was kind of nice too to see them in their original, you know, I guess series one forms. Yeah, you know, Bumblebee being a bug, you know. I mean, and uh, Optimus Prime. Well, you know, he's always been a semi, right? But yeah. nice to see that that version of the semi, like the original, you know, really boxy type of uh thing and then yeah. you got Soundwave, uh starscream was there i mean you know all the i, I could start name driving but i'm not going to <laughs> there's they were so there. many of them there's just so many of them they're all there you know and mm-hmm. I, you mentioned shockwave before also in earlier and and yeah when we started the podcast so but yeah it's it was it was a nice nostalgic like throwback to oh yeah the original series one and yeah and you know. I, I do think that's something that the Transformers franchise was was starting to miss, especially with all the the sequels that came out after. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was moving further and further away as a franchise from what I felt was originally likable yeah. about it all. So if this is actually going to be some sort of a reboot, it'd be kind of yeah. They're saying it's a soft reboot because of yeah. how successful it was with people. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I think they're planning to do a sequel to Bumblebee. So. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, I don't know what adventures he's going to get on with after that, but yeah. I guess we'll see that eventually. I do. I do got to say, um, Bumblebee was very, I guess in in the word in the terms, cute. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bumblebee's he, always been cute. And and <laughs> the the things that happen as uh, Charlie, um, the, the Haley Steinfeld's Haley character, Steinfeld's character yeah. was trying to teach him, or they're having their conversations and trying to teach him, you know, certain things about, you know, being in planet Earth and being a human and all that. And just his reactions to things. Their relationship was absolutely adorable. It was awesome. Like, you know, you had that that complete trust between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really wonderful and how they approached that. Yeah, like, because I'm thinking the relationship between the both of them is really what made 
this film successful mm-hmm. because it it had that like the cuteness and the nostalgia and even though the story wasn't super like groundbreaking in any way like you mentioned earlier it was predictable mm-hmm. it stuck with me because it was fun for me to it, watch it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, and so. I know I'm going to go head back over to the effects again because I mentioned when we were doing this that um, the colors for yeah. the, the Autobots and everything, it was really vibrant. And that was, was another thing that I was missing with the other iterations. Oh, like the the the, uh, the, the ones, the Michael Bay film ones. Right? Yeah, like yeah. The, uh, I think in the beginning there was there was some color with the, the first film, the first Transformers back in, I think, 2008. Yeah. Um, but they always had that kind of kind of a grayscale look to them. Like yeah. it was it was a very cold metallic feel from yeah. what I remember. Other than Bumblebee, because he's like a bright yellow. Yeah, this one was very warm. Oh yeah, like the whole movie was really warm. It it, it almost captures that 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 heart, right? That oh yeah, of of, of, of between I guess that that kind of fits the relationship because it was very warm and mm-hmm. it was it was very colorful. Really vibrant, but not vibrant to the sharpness of vibrant. Like, yeah, because it didn't look cartoony. No, not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, it, it was very that. pleasing to the eye, yeah. and it, it definitely worked well with that. The feeling of nostalgia and the warmth of childhood, and it mm-hmm. just it all came together to just make Bumblebee very enjoyable. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I had a lot of fun. The cast was great. It, it was just really fun for me to watch. Yeah. What you what do you think about uh, about the uh, um, other aspects of production on there? I mean, editing or hmm. anything like that. I I don't really think I have too much to say about the editing or the cinematography. I know they did a pretty decent job with the comedic moments with editing, so it yeah. was it was timed pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I I was taken by the color. That was that was the biggest aspect of production, I think, that really struck me. But I don't think I was ever really super captivated by the cinematography. Like, it was just kind of there, yeah. you know? It told the story. It, yeah. It, it, it did its thing. Yeah. You're, you're a little bit more into, like, the visual effects and whatnot. How did you think that the, the Autobots and whatnot were designed? I thought they looked pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I think I liked it better than the actual Michael Bay ones because actually when you see them transform, it's like, oh, you know, looking back at the toys, oh, yeah, that arm would go there and it would flip out here. And then it's like where the Michael Bay one was just like a bunch of rotating massive amounts of metal folding. And just like gears. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Is this? this one felt a little bit more like like in, in the essence of true to the toy, I guess. Okay. You know how the you know it that's was, an interesting perspective. I didn't yeah. even think about that because yeah, because the Michael Bay ones was just it just didn't it just felt too because I think the 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 other films the Michael Bay films they they were really more like oh these Autobots are like they're technology based yeah so it was really it was very not not necessarily mechanical but it was mechanical. Like, yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So it was more like efficiency rather than yeah. How? An actual yeah. how, yeah, where, where does this fit in relation to, like, yeah. where, how does the wheel move out to become part of the shoulders or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was definitely interesting to see this new type of movement in Bumblebee. Like, I, 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 I think I preferred it, it better than the, than the other ones, because the other ones flowed more like, like soft metal and just, it just didn't feel the same as I would think the toy would feel mm. if you were actually transforming it from a car to a 
robot and back and forth. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that definitely goes back into the nostalgia aspect. Yeah. And I, and, I think that's something that Transformers needed yeah. to continue as a and franchise. And they probably thought about that um, yeah. when they were doing this one. I was like, how can we go through, again, like I said, it, it kind of went back to Series 1. And I think they thought a, a lot about that in relation to how they're going to do a lot of the stuff, including the transformation for one. Mm-hmm. So, um, audio-wise, for me, nothing really stood out too much. Nothing yeah. that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. but nothing bad either. You know, yeah, was, that, that's uh, kind of how I feel with a lot of the production aspects. Like it was, it was a solid one, but yeah. not like really standout worthy yeah. for a lot of things. But like, not every film needs to. No, and, it, and it was it, it did its job. It they did a really good job with it, and it was yeah. a fun movie. Oh, definitely. So you know you can't really knock them for anything. They they put out a solid movie, and I think they did a good job with it. Yeah, and the box office definitely reflected that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah lots really good. lots of praise there for several aspects of this one. So I'm glad to see that. Yep. So, yeah, and. You know, like you mentioned earlier, they're they're gonna possibly consider this as a soft reboot. And, yeah, because uh, I I was reading that they were they were thinking about doing this Bumblebee film and then doing a sequel to the most recent Transformers film, and a sequel to Bumblebee, and they've they've kind of scrapped that the nice last one? night. Oh God! Sequel. Oh thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have a lot of negative thoughts about the last night specifically aspect ratio based because that's all i can really remember <laughs> it's a little distracting i think but yeah. we're not talking about that one yeah but so. we're not talking about that one today bumblebee bumblebee, <laughs> bumblebee. so much more enjoyable to me <laughs> it was fun there, there were a lot of things that kind of reminded me of the first michael bay transformers the one with shia labeouf with shia labeouf yeah, yeah especially at the house oh yes there's okay. certain things yeah. that happened at the house that reminded me of of what happened in the uh, first Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, because I, I really do think even with that that first Transformers film with Shia LaBeouf and this one with Haley Steinfeld, like the, the the best relationship for me, the most relatable, is between Bumblebee and the whatever human he's closest yeah. to at the time. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what really makes it for me. Yeah, and, and that, that's what the whole story is about anyway, really. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship between the human and the Autobot yeah. that made first contact, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Enjoyable. Yes. That was fun. <laughs> I, I would recommend seeing this one. I would too. Definitely. Yeah. It was it was really fun. You know, and if you're a Transformers fan, you you obviously have to see it. There's you have to. Yeah, yeah the, that nostalgia factor might really get to you there. And Bum- Bumblebee will make you laugh. Oh yes. He's yeah. cutie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh go watch it. Yes. All right, so at this point, I figure we can probably switch gears and go over to the second film yes, that we're going yes, to talk yes, about. Yes, 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 yes. You seem excited. <laughs> All right, so the next film we're going to talk about is Venom, which Venom. We, we briefly talked about Venom during our experimental Halloween episode, but not very in-depth. We were just saying that we recommended it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we recently purchased Venom to add to our collection of we films. We got to watch it again. So we watched it again. And, and again. <laughs> and so we have a lot more to input. We're going to talk about it a little bit more in-depth this time. Yes. So go ahead and give us our give, give our audience a little... Um, Introduction to Venom. Synopsis to Venom. Well, essentially, that's what this film is, an introduction to Venom in this new Sony Marvel universe that they're possibly going to be starting. So this film finds um, 
these alien creatures come down to Earth and they're symbiotes. They they latch on to people and or organisms or organisms. whatever you want to. Yeah, because they're trying to find a host. They're like a parasite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're like a parasite. So they need a host. And you end up meeting this this reporter named Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock finds his way with these symbiotes. And Mm -hmm. it introduces this this relationship between Eddie Brock and the symbiote Venom. Venom, yeah. So if you're you're familiar with the comic books, there's, um, there's a lot of things from certain story arcs in there for that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they also eliminate some of the story arcs from other things. Yeah, I think they wanted to kind of make this uh, on its own, Venom on its own, as opposed to being introduced, introducing Venom from a different series altogether. Yeah, because if, if you remember Spider-Man 3, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy mm-hmm. from 2007, they, they attempted to introduce Venom there Yeah, with, with the relationship to Spider-Man. And I think they were attempting to make a spinoff for Venom at that time, but it didn't really happen. Yeah, I'm not really sure where they were going to take that. But yeah, that Sam Raimi Spider-Man is actually the start. And the timeline for this movie actually happens after that. But they eliminate the Spider-Man connection. They eliminate Spider-Man altogether, yeah. Yeah. They wanted Venom to stand out on its own as Venom. Yeah, which I thought they did a pretty decent job with by casting Tom Hardy to play Oh, Eddie he was Brock. great, yeah. Yeah, because he makes some very interesting acting choices that really propel the film along. Mm-hmm. And it's I found it really compelling to watch. He like, had his moments, too, that, make, yeah. that when he cringes or gets scared, oh, yeah. certain <laughs> things that he does, it just makes you laugh. Yeah, Tom Hardy is just a joy to watch. He <laughs> completely thrusts himself into his roles, and it's just... It's really fun to watch. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he does kind of embody his role. Oh, yeah. Like, he he's, whoever it is, he's like, he's that, he's that character. Completely. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, I know we mentioned the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy earlier. A, a lot of the reasons why I like this, this version of Venom is because it, it reminds me of the feeling from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, like back when comic book movies were aware that they were comic book movies, you know? Yeah. So they had that, like, the, this kind of fun feel to it. It, it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Like, they had fun with, with making it, you know, comic booky, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, it's coming out of the pages. Yeah. So right. this one, it kind of, it harkens back to that feeling, and I really enjoyed that because I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. So it it has that kind of classic comic book movie type feel to it. And I really enjoy it. I recommend it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy was really, really funny. <laughs> Absolutely. What would you think of uh, uh, Derek? Was it Derek? I can't remember his, uh, the last name of his character. The guy who runs the Life Foundation. Um, <clears throat> oh, character. gosh. I, I can't remember the character's name. But he's played by Riz Ahmed. Yeah. The guy <laughs> um, from Rogue One, right? Yeah. He he played the pilot in Rogue One. And I think he was also the, the intern from Nightcrawler. Oh, you mentioned that before. I, yeah. I, I can't picture it for some reason. Yeah. His role in this film is really sinister. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he, he does a lot of, like, long, preachy monologues and whatnot, but... The way he does it, I felt, was really sinister, and I liked seeing him as the the bad guy. As the bad guy, as opposed to the uh, supporting good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there are a lot of things in this movie that just makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. Like, you just, 
the like whole a turd in the wind. In the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. And, 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 and yeah, you just have to see that whole scene play out. Um, oh yeah, there's there's a lot of really comedic moments in this, and there I think is. I I hear some people say that there is a tonal inconsistencies within oh, really? this one. Yeah, that, like that's a complaint that I hear a lot of people say. But at the same time, a, a lot of people feel that way about horror comedies. Okay. Because it's it's such a a very delicate blend. It's kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Right? Yeah, because when you're doing a horror comedy, there's this really delicate blend of tension release that mm-hmm. you have to deal with. And if you go a little bit too too funny with it, some people can feel it's too dramatic of a shift. Okay. But I, I didn't have any problem with it in this one, really. No, I didn't either. Like, a lot of the comedic stuff that was happening was trying to, you know, Eddie figuring out, like, what the hell's going on. With him, yeah, right. Like, hey, like, especially the, the scene at at uh at the restaurant. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh yeah, because the way he played that whole thing out, mm-hmm. it was just it was it was really funny. Yeah, it, if having Tom Hardy's character figure out what's going on with this, this parasite, yeah, is. It's 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 joyful. It's so so weird, <laughs> and so enjoyable. And and he he did the voice for for Venom himself. Yes. Not, like, and I, I remember watching um, the behind the scenes for it, where they were saying that he pre-recorded the Venom voices prior to shooting the film, mm-hmm. and then when they shot the film, they went with the voices of Venom along with their performance during the filming of it. Yeah, I know he had he had like an earpiece in his yeah. ear so that he could react to hearing the voices. Yeah, I think everybody was kind of going through the same yeah. thing because they needed to be able to react to the dialogue to something that's not really there. Yeah. Cuz it's all just in his head, really, right? Mhm. That they that can uh that can hear it. Yeah. And everybody else is trying to react to him and also yeah, the, fact the voice that, of Venom yeah. in his head. <laughs> so it was just, it was just kind of really, really oh, yeah. neat the way they did that. <clears throat> now, yeah. now there were uh, there were other things. Um, Michelle Williams. Yes, Michelle Williams what plays th- a role in this one. What did you think? And what hap- What you know? What happened with her character? Well, I I think Michelle Williams is a very a very good actress. She has this this way of being able to portray like inner emotions with her face and her eyes. That mm-hmm. are, it's it's a very it's like a very delicate performance, and that makes it feel really real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that her and Tom Hardy had enough with each other really it felt okay. like it felt like they were just playing two separate performances i i might have wanted to see a little bit more of them with like a little bit more of a chemistry okay okay um but i think they're 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 both really great actors and do you this, think this movie he had a a good thing there with them being in it yeah do you think that the, the chemistry thing you're talking about do you think that that's because of the lack of um uh what's the word i'm looking for here uh character development between the two of them early on? I don't know, because I think in in the beginning when you're introduced to the two of them, I think the film tries to spend a good amount of time showing what their relationship is like. Mm-hmm. But then throughout the rest of the film, you don't really get that same thing. Yeah, because for me, it felt like it happened too fast. Like, it just escalated really, really quick. And then you have an idea mm-hmm. where they are. But at the same time, you don't really know how long they're like they were like that before that hap- whatever happened. In- yeah, so it's like that. That could potentially be why that yeah. the timeline of events kind of messed up 
how mm. their relationship felt on screen. Because as the movie progressed, right, you see certain things that it's like, okay, so they obviously have a much deeper history than what we were we were shown, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. and especially a certain scene, you know, in the film that happens, like, well, wow, like I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's know? like it, written, written on paper, written on paper, definitely in the script. There's a lot to say that they have that relationship going. Yeah. I just don't feel like the film was able to really push out as much of that that yeah. relationship between the two of them as it yeah. could have because they're both really very talented actors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But a lot I mean, going on in this one. I was going to say there was, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot going on. There's there's not just the story of Eddie Brock. Or Michelle um, Williams' yeah, character. Because the story Venom. of Eddie Brock and Venom is what takes center stage yeah, here. Yeah, but then you have everything else going around it with, you know, the Life Foundation and the people who work there and mm-hmm. then Michelle Williams' character and how everybody intertwines. And, you know, they bring in somebody else, you know, later on. Yeah, and, there's there's a and, lot of gears working together in this one. Yeah, so I, I guess, you know, and, and I guess, yeah, I mean, time constraint really does play a role mm-hmm. on, on a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Now, speaking of time, actually... I do have to say that I think the a lot of time for the movie, uh, I'm an hour and forty five ish, forty seven something like that. I'm gonna minutes. have to look that up because when I first saw it, was it like 112, 116. I can't remember exactly, but it was it was under two hours. I know that much. Yeah, it's one hundred and twelve minutes. One hundred twelve minutes. Yeah. So to me, I, I thought it was a good it was a good time. Like, yeah. I never you felt mentioned that. I never felt like like it dragged. I never felt like it was too short. I never felt like they, that it could have been, you know, it, it was too long. Like, I, to me, it felt like from the beginning to the end, I'm just like, oh, kid, that was, that was a fun movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I never thought of the time at all as I'm watching it. I didn't want, I really didn't want more. I didn't want less. It felt like it a, was, a good it was right on, almost on on spot as to like for a movie like this, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe that's one of the things that that was a big challenge for them because you know, like again talking about the relationship and how they were building that relationship in the beginning, maybe that was just pretty much enough time for them to show and then move on and get going with the rest of the story because yeah, because I'm thinking it just primarily that that aspect of the story was taking a backseat to the story yeah. they were really trying to tell. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I, you know, time-wise, I, th- I thought it, it fit right on spot for, you know, a movie. Like, it didn't feel like it's too short, too long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I, mean, I, I remember when I first watched it, I, I think I did the math wrong on the time duration, which is something I seem to do a lot. Um, but I remember remarking that it did not feel as long as it actually was. Mm-hmm. So it, it yeah. really hits that perfect time, Yeah, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm with you there. Because, yeah, I think the first time we watched it, we were like, oh, it's a lot longer than we remember, than we thought it was. Yeah, I think my but, time when I when I first watched it, I thought it was two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I don't even, I don't even know where <laughs> I got that time from. I now looking. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Me and my math skills. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely a lot of, a lot of things. And, you know, if... If you were a Spider-Man comic book fan, you know, and you were, you know, you got introduced to Venom in the comic books and you got to really understand who Venom is and his origins and who he came to be and whatnot. This is the story. This is the origin of Venom. You know, they, like you said earlier, they they 
didn't tie this in to really to Spider-Man at all mm-hmm. because they wanted to keep this on its own as Venom. Yeah, but and, it but it felt like the Venom that that I got to know growing yeah. up. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, it, it really is. It's just they they kind of took Spider-Man out of the picture yeah. and center stage just him as you know Venom as who Venom really is. I mm-hmm. mean, the movie depicts him quite well with the the funny moments that the. the the dialogue and mm-hmm. you know how he loves to eat heads and With that dark like, humor yes is <laughs> <laughs> that's that's who venom really was right mm-hmm. and then the, the relationship that him and eddie brock has you know and how it works out for them kind of you know was kind of pretty spot on to what you know what the comic was really really was yeah and so it was if you look at it in that sense it's like i yeah, I thought, in my opinion, I, I thought they did a good job with it, you know, taking the Spider-Man aspect out of it, right? Just yeah. concentrate on Eddie Brock and Venom itself. So, I, you know, I thought that they hit those marks quite well, you know. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about that. But. No, I, I'm with you there because I, I got to know the Venom character through my Spider-Man video game on the PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. growing up and that was really my experience with him okay. and seeing him on screen with with Tom Hardy in this film really it 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 exemplified that. Yeah. So, it was pretty much exactly what I was hoping for from a okay. movie like this. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I think that they they did a good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really stayed true to the comic book comic book as much as they could. Yeah. And kind yeah. kind of going off of that, what did you think about the fight scenes? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? Pretty much all of them really. How how did you feel about them? I thought they were they were pretty fun, pretty inventive. They were definitely fun. And I think that's a part of the movie that makes it a lot of fun. Oh, the yeah, way, it's the way fun. things were and you know, uh the comedic side of Venom himself speaking about the other symbiotes and mm-hmm. and how uh how you know he he's not really up to par, mm-hmm. right? And how he relates to Eddie Brock in certain things. Yeah, they, they have a really interesting relationship. <laughs> uh, but the, going back to the fight scenes, I digress. Um, it it's kind of mediocre for me. Really? Yeah, kind of mediocre, but fun. Mm-hmm. It was definitely fun, right? But it's, it's just your mediocre action film. Type stuff. I mean, there were some some scenes that were standouts, mm-hmm. right? But I think now, when you say mediocre, do you mean mediocre or do you mean average? I, I guess average is what I'm saying. Okay. Not. I guess mediocre has a little bit of a negative connotation, yeah. right? No, I don't mean it that way. Like, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good, but it wasn't like a standout, like for me, action sequences wise. Well, for right? for me, the the action sequence that stands out is the one with the motorcycle. That's the one that I was going to yeah. say. Like, there, there were a couple of standouts for me, and the one with the motorcycle was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, just along with the dialogue that was going on in, in between him and Eddie, and just the things that are happening, the, the chase scenes and all that stuff throughout that whole thing. Yeah, that was that was fun. And and if you ever if you go watch the um, the special features regarding that whole scene, it's pretty interesting. Oh in, yeah, and how they, you know. Um, approach that whole thing yeah so but no it was yeah no that's that's the one thing that when i mentioned standout that was the one that the whole motorcycle scene him leaving trying to run away from the bad guys like you know that was that was fun oh yeah that was just super fun it was one thing after another and just 
Eddie Brock or Tom Hardy's reactions to things and his reactions are the best. <laughs> and I, I, he did. I think he really did. Like you know, because like put himself in that role and how like a normal person would react mm-hmm. in a situation that he was put in out of his control. Yeah, and like you know, just like the one scene where he screams like a little girl, mm. like. I would too. I would too. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like that's how I would have been. Oh, yeah. Like I would, you know, if you know, I can't scream high, but I probably would have screamed high that time. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's just, it's really fun to see a lot of people's reactions to yeah. the symbiotes in this film. Like if from the fight scenes to just seeing them in the first place and whatnot. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's it's funny. There's there's a lot of moments I just I just have to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, special effects were pretty decent, I'd have to say. I didn't. There wasn't any time in the film where it felt like it disconnected me from reality, because yeah. I think they did a seamless job with with the special effects, the symbiotes, and how it was kind of intertwining between you know real life and animation with Eddie Brock and the and Venom and other symbiotes, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a decent job with that. Um, Venom's voice, uh, like I mentioned, was, you know, um, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy does a great and job. And whatever the audio team did to make him sound like that was phenomenal. Yes. Like, it was, it's a scary Tom Hardy voice. Yes. It, you know, like, if I heard that in my head, I'd be like, get out. <laughs> get out Leave of my me head. alone. <laughs> <laughs> heading, heading back into that, because you mentioned the the scariness aspect of it. I, yeah, 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 the director of this film is the same director who did Zombieland, which is one of my favorite kind of like yeah. horror satire type things. And I, I think he did a really decent job of blending the, the horror and the comedy aspect and to make action. it and the, the action. Yeah. Yeah. To make it to make it fun, because these symbiotes are actually really horrifying. Yeah. Like super scary stuff happening. And I thought he did a decent job putting yeah. that in as much as he could. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I think uh, having that background with doing the, the zombie movie mm-hmm. right, and other horror-type um, genre movies, I think he has a good grasp on how to build that tension to make you feel horrific, like horror-wise. Yeah, I felt it. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, throwing in the action and the comedy on top of that, I think, I think it was a good blend. And his um, experience in horror, mm-hmm. I think, showed, like, to really show that these symbiotes are really not good. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Because you know? as far as I know, Zombieland is really his only other horror credit that I know okay. of. But it has that similar tone of being a horror film with the zombies and a comedy. A comedic part of yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like that experience really showed through yeah. in this. Yeah. So that was, that was yeah, that was really good. And I didn't even know it was, it was him until you told me after the fact. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a nice little surprise. Yeah, it was one of those things where I I sensed the the horror background, so I needed to look up who directed it, and I was like, oh, makes so much sense. Because you were like, I'm I'm really getting that feel. Mm -hmm. Like this is how I would approach, you know, making my audience feel a little worried and scared. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, he did a good job. He did. He really did. Like, yeah, and I I know overall Venom had some some really negative reviews from critics. Like it was pretty negatively received critically. Yeah, but it was still the I think it's the sixth highest grossing film of that year. 
because it's fun. It's, it is fun. It is a fun movie. I mean, I, I, I have to recommend, you know, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Just if you don't even know anything about Venom, they they tell Venom decently. Yeah, it's and, it's a good, pretty good background so yeah, that you can understand. Yeah, it's a good origin story for Venom, and it's like yes, it's it is a fun fun movie. Yeah, funny, a little bit horrific at certain part. Like it makes you feel a lot of tension and a lot of comedy and a little bit of heart in there. You have to yeah, you, know, you gotta have yeah, just a little, little bit of little just, bit a little, of heart. just yeah. enough to like you know make you like the characters. Like, yeah. You know, love to hate them, love to love them type deal. Yeah. You know, so I would I would recommend this one. Like, go watch it. If Even if you don't know who Venom is, go watch it. It's just a fun ride of a yes. movie. Yes, I, I would recommend it also. And if you are a comic fan of Venom in the comics, make sure you stick around for the mid-credit scene because there is a credit scene that makes me, like, really freak out in a good way for sequels yes. to this film. Yes, yes. and we're excited for <laughs> For that part of it, when when it is released, hopefully it gets released. Yes, Ho- hopefully, hopefully they do it because I've been waiting for this for years, yes, years no. and years and years. And I know when I saw it in the theater, I flipped out. And then when we were watching it again at home, <laughs> you flipped I, out again. I flipped out again, and I couldn't wipe the smile off my face the entire time. Even just remembering it, I'm smiling right now. Yeah, you <laughs> are. You should see her face right now. It is. Uh, it is definitely will be a good addition to. to I, it. I it, it ties. Wait. Everything, yeah, it ties everything in actually. Yeah. So, yes, stick around for the mid credits because there will be a nice little surprise there. Yes. <laughs> unless, you already, unless you already know what it is. So. Unless you already know what it is. Either way, watch it again. That's fine. <laughs> so for me, definitely thumbs up. Go watch it. I highly recommend watching it just for the fun aspect. Of, yeah, of I, I recommend Venom. It's really fun. Yep. All right. So thanks for sticking around and listening to our latest episode. I'm Haley, and I'm Eric, and we are Reels on Reels. On Reels.